We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. You must get through the Kyle maze without touching all of the Kyles. Hey, it's Coolio if you don't know, and it is time for yet another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in, well, Halifax, anyway. <laughs> boys, oh boys, what a day I've had so far today, but you're not here to, to hear about my day. You're here to enjoy. It is time. It is the weekend. It is 5 p.m. It's time to relax. That's what we're going to do here on Square Wave Symphony. And uh, we're going to start off, of course, with what is new over at lowbiasgaming.net since the last we spoke. And it's been pretty much all Jason. Um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven episodes of Dragon Warrior 7. Uh, that's more or less what's what all is happening on the website itself. Which is not to say that's all that's happening, period. Of course, there's still uh, Jade streaming generally weekly. I'm streaming weekly, except that I'm not streaming this week. And there are reasons for that that I'm going to get to later on. Um, lots of stuff happening this weekend as well. Uh, we have Frag for Cancer, which is happening right here at the Dalhousie Student Union Building, 6136 University Avenue. Um, so yeah. Uh, it's a basically a gaming event that is happening right here. Um, lots of fun stuff happening. So if you want to drop by, well, you're helping to um, cure all the various types of cancers. So that's definitely a help. Um, speaking of medical things, Desert Bus for Hope is happening too. All sorts of stuff. Uh, Desert Bus for Hope. That is twitch.tv slash Desert Bus. And they are supporting Child's Play. They have been for 13 years. Uh, they've already amassed like over $70,000 US. So that's kind of big. Um, record pace so far this year. So, you know, sky's the limit. Um, so, yeah. That's what's going on with Little Bias Gaming. That's what's going on with other things that are, that are happening. So busy. Always so busy. If you're looking for something to do, you won't be disappointed this weekend. This is Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, and it is time for some music.
That was Takamaru with the anxiety from the album Native Sense, and that was uh, the title theme of today's game from the archives. And uh, there's really not much that is uh, that is written here on the Low Bias Gaming website about this game. Uh, just says Red is a top-down classical RPG with turn-based battles, which you know that kind of encapsulates the base of the project. But uh, there's a lot more to it than that. This is Red. It's an RPG game for Megazooks, uh, developed and published by Motosoft and released in 2013. And um, now the fact that it was created in Megazooks. Now Megazooks, I've mentioned before on the, on uh, the show, is a game creation system that was released in 1994, has origins in DOS text mode, and is still around today in active development. And um, cons- taking that into consideration, Red basically looks like it belongs on the Super Nintendo, and that is not easy to do in Megazooks. So, you know, graphically, it is absolutely astounding. The story is pretty good. I don't remember very much of it. I also never actually finished this game, but I do intend to... Um, replay this game at some later point after I've figured out what it is that I need to do. I was kind of playing it blind the first time. There are four videos up right now on lowbiasgaming.net. But um, I would I would say check out this video, but I would say check out the game first because this is an incomplete experience, but the game itself definitely a complete package.
That was MPVJ and Argarak with last-minute breaks from the EP Time Paradox, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is time for the news of the weird. And they've done something that they seem to enjoy doing is between the time that I last checked the news of the weird and the time that I'm opening it now is when they've decided to put up the new list of stories. So we're going to be doing last week's stories. Isn't that fun? Anyway, I do not read these stories ahead of time. Some of these may not jive well with all audiences, but they have been checked for objectionable content. This uh, segment is about 13-15 minutes long, so take that as you will. Our lead story for today, Inexplicable. Mother's Lounge, a company catering to new mothers, has conceived some awkward conversations for women uh, on the receiving end of a recent marketing campaign. The company sent out maternity congratulations cards signed by Jenny B that included gift cards and coupons for products attractive to pregnant women. The problem is, as the BBC reported, many of the recipients aren't pregnant. A woman in Memphis, Tennessee tweeted, Who the hell is Jenny B and why did she send me $245 in gift cards to my childhood home congratulating me on my pregnancy? This is literally how my mother thought she was finding out that I was pregnant. I'm calling the FBI. (laughs) That's a departure, okay. Another woman's mother was, quote, immediately so excited and freaked out. I had to quickly tell her I am am in fact not pregnant. Mother's Lounge spokesman Scott Anderson explained that a third-party marketing company provided the mailing list. Sounds like a false positive to us. Sounds like exactly what the BBC would cover, quite honestly. Um, Right up their alley. Our next story. Aww. Faith, the one-legged mallard duck of of Gardner, Maine, who can make it on his own, or her own, possibly. Who can make it on her own? Um... We'll soon have more than one leg to stand on thanks to Loney Hammer. Hamner, sorry. Faith lost her leg in a fox attack last year, but has been making do, Hamner told the Bangor Daily News. She has taught herself how to stand and balance on that one leg, and she can sort of hop, ar- hop and hobble around. But Hamner wants a better quality of life for Faith. Quote, so I started doing some research and found an online post about someone getting a prosthetic leg and foot for a chicken that was made in a 3D printer, Hamner said. Uh, that letter to Paul Boussier, 3D lab manager at the University of Maine Advanced Structure and Composites Center. Boussier, a pet lover, has eight 3D printers at his home and promised Hamner he would make a prosthetic leg and foot for faith in his spare time. Hamner is also working with Michael Anfang, whose Washington State-based company makes splints and foot prosthetics for ducks and chickens, along with a human occupational therapist who has offered to help develop a physical therapy regimen for Faith. Faith is a lucky duck. Wow, this this news of the weird is so snarky today. Like, what what the heck is going on? Our next story, putting off the inevitable. 
convicted bank robber and career criminal Michael Jaronik, 71, received a sentence of more than 12 years in prison in Germany on October 7th, but managed to stall his incarceration by delivering a five-day-long closing statement that included anecdotes about his career in uh, crime and details about his fitness routine. Twenty hours into the soliloquy, the judge finally cut him off, saying she wished she had done so earlier in light of his, quote, excessive digressions, The Guardian reported. Jaronik, who wore sunglasses throughout his trial, told the court, quote, I am more intelligent and clever than any employee of the criminal police agency, that much is sure. Yeah, because that tactic has never been done before a million times in politics. But that is political discourse. Let's move right on to how it's how it's hard to find good help, and apparently some more litigation. So that's pretty great. Um, give me one second here. There we go. After six years of litigation, six men were found guilty of attempted murder in late October in Guangxi. China for uh, participating in a chain of subcontracted murder-for-hire plots that never resulted in a death. Businessman Tan Yao Hui uh, started the chain by hiring a hitman to, quote, take out a rival identified only as Mr. Y, reported the BBC. BBC strikes again. That hitman then subcontracted a second hitman to do the dirty deed. Hitman number two subcontracted with hitman number three, who then reached out to hitman number four. After getting the knob from, from number four, hitman number five, Ling Xian Si, decided on a different scheme. He contacted the target, Mr. Y, and proposed they fake the murder and take the cash, which by this point amounted to 100,000 yen. I think they might mean yuan. Uh, y agreed, then reported the case to the police. Tan and the five hitmen will serve sentences ranging from 31 months to five years. If you're gonna do something... If you're gonna do things right, you should probably do them yourself. But then again, don't go doing bad things, because bad things will happen. Speaking of criminals... How about a least competent one? I sense a pattern in what is going on here. Miguel Angel Reyes Avila, uh, 23, of Half Moon Bay, California, uh, waited patiently in until his neighbors took their dog for a walk on October 6th, then pounced, according to the San Mateo County Sheriff's Office. The San Jose Mercury News reports Reyes Avila then allegedly entered their home through an open window and lifted about $4,000 worth of jewelry, plus the keys to their 2009 Mitsubishi. When the neighbors returned home and found their car gone, they called police, who asked neighborhood folks to share their security footage. Most helpful was the video from Reyes Avila's own home, uh, provided by another resident who was happy to help law enforcement possibly by breaking in. Um, the camera caught a suspect driving away in the car, and Sheriff's Office spokesperson Rosemary Blankswade said officers recognized Reyes Avila from earlier incidents and arrested, on, arrested him on October 10th on charges of felony burglary and grand theft auto. Well, I mean... I'm sure there's something clever to say about that, but I've got nothing at the moment. 
I'm a bit discombobulated today. So let's just move on to speaking about precocious pets. Uh, This one in particular, Archie, a French Bulldog slash Boston Terrier mix, who lives in Melbourne, Australia, with his human D. Borowski, is in the doghouse after a fiery event on October 16th. Uh, uh, sorry, Bork, Borkowski. As in, you know, Bork, as in dog. Uh, as Borkowski washed Archie via her home security camera, which seemed to be getting increasingly popular, he contentedly lounged on the couch, chewing on a cigarette lighter. Suddenly, United Press International reported the lighter ignited and her couch burst into flames. Borkowski uh, called the fire department and the 10-month-old puppy escaped unhurt, although her apartment suffered thousands of dollars of damage. Borkowski has changed Ar- uh, Archie's Instagram handle to Archie the Arsonist. Why does the dog have an Instagram? Oh, goodness. But, uh, yeah, I guess... That, that reminds me of a story that I heard in um, last week tonight about this one person who was called like 10,000 Chen because uh, the kid cost them 10,000 yen because of the two child policy or some such. Anyway, don't call your children and pets spiteful things. It's not going to end well. Unconventional sports. I don't even know anymore. Housekeepers from the Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas took first place in the Las Vegas Housekeeping Olympics. Excuse me? Las Vegas Housekeeping Olympics, yeah. On October 23rd, beating out second and third place teams from the Mirage and Circus Circus, United Press International reported. Uh, the competition, which took place in the Mandalay Bay Resort, included bed-making contests, vacuum races, and a toilet paper toss. Mandalay Bay President Chuck Bowling said the Olympics are a way of celebrating overlooked workers in the hospitality industry. I can get behind that sentiment. I mean, th- these are the people who kind of work behind the scenes are mostly pretty thankless job. And now they get the spotlight give them the spotlight. I'm totally behind this. It sounds really weird, but I am behind this idea. Give the people in the background the spotlight once in a while. It will improve their morale. People with with issues, meanwhile. Residents of the Oakland neighborhood in Topeka, Kansas called police just after midnight on October 27th to report that someone was driving construction equipment around the area. After midnight, I would be concerned too. The Topeka Capital Journal reported that when officers arrived, they found 46-year-old Shane D. Funk behind the wheel of a loader, a piece of heavy equipment, driving it through yards and streets and damaging property. Police Captain Colleen Stewart said Funk refused to stop for the officers and, quote, numerous residences in the loader's path were evacuated for security purposes. When Funk uh, turned the loader toward police, they fired non-lethal beanbag pellets at him to disable him. Funk was treated at a hospital, then booked into Shawnee County Jail on charges of fel- felony theft, criminal damage to property, aggravated to assault to a law enforcement officer, and fleeing or attempting to elude law enforcement. I don't know about that last one, but the, the rest of them 
are definitely a thing. Um, I think someone is stuck in the video game and doesn't know how to get out anymore. <clears throat> um, goodness knows I've been in that ballpark, but I'm not going to start driving heavy machinery through people's homes. How about a compelling explanation? An unnamed resident of the Wilson Lane Apartments in Elkins, West Virginia, told police, put, <clears throat> told police she left her home for a few minutes on October 18th, returning a short time later to find neighbor Ronald L. Thorne Jr., 52, standing in her apartment eating her lasagna from the refrigerator. He went on to tell her he, quote, just wanted to talk, and maybe more, and then he returned to his own apartment carrying the lasagna and one of her forks, according to the police report. The, the Intermountain reports that the woman also took Randolph County Sheriff's officers, uh, the woman also told, yeah, Randolph County Sheriff's officers that her home had been ransacked and $20 was missing from her purse. When officers confronted Thorne, he told them he, quote, had been sleepwalking and had woke up standing in his neighbor's apartment, the complaint stated. The officers also noted a pan of lasagna on his table and to uh, Thorne told, him, told them, quote, she could have it back. Thorne was arrested and charged with burglary. As he was being processed, a $20 bill was found in his wallet. I wonder where that came from. Well, honestly, there's no definite proof, but, you know. Also, the whole thing about sleepwalking. If he had actually been sleepwalking, I think he would have been considerably more, um, you know, discombobulated than he seemed to be, uh, you know, according to the story. Um, sleepwalkers waking up in the middle of, sweet of sleepwalking not generally a very happy thing. <clears throat> there are plenty of stories to corroborate that. In our final story for today, Smooth Reaction. In Shelbyville, Kentucky on October 28th, a female customer picking up her food at a KFC drive-thru became angry when she realized she didn't have a fork and a napkin, witnesses told WLKY, so she pulled out a gun and shot out the drive-thru window. Really? Over a fork and a napkin. People. KFC released a statement expressing gratitude that no one was shot, and Charlene Witt, the manager of the Subway restaurant across the street, is using the incident as a teaching moment in her own store. If someone comes in irate, just give them what they want. Get them out of the store as quick as you can. Police are still searching for the woman. I mean, there's that, but according to this story, she just didn't have a fork and napkin, and she didn't actually ask for one, and then she started shooting <sighs> Unnamed female customer, please, just sit down and eat your sandwich. Anyway, let us move on to the weather, shall we? It is currently one degree and winter is coming. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, light snow is currently happening. Periods of rain changing to periods of snow early this evening and ending after midnight, then mainly cloudy with 30% chance of flurries. Snowfall amount of about 2 centimeters over high terrain. Wind north 20 kilometers becoming northwest 30, gusting to 50 early this evening. Low of minus 4. Wind chill of minus 9 overnight. First time this season that I gotta say minus temperatures. And it's only the beginning of November. Oh boy. Saturday, November 9th, clearing in the morning, wind northwest 20 kilometers, gusting to 40, becoming light in the afternoon, high of plus 2, wind chill of minus 10 in the morning, and UV index of 2 or low. At night, clear in the evening, then partly cloudy with a 30% chance of rain showers or flurries overnight, low of minus 4, with temperature rising to plus 1 by morning. Sunday, November 10th, 6% chance of showers and a high of plus 10, going down to a low of plus 7 and showers overnight. Monday, November 11th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of plus 8, going down to a low of minus 2 and cloudy periods overnight. Uh, Tuesday, November 12th, snow or rain and a high of plus 12, going down to a low of plus 11 and rain at night. Uh, Wednesday, November 13th, rain during the day and a high of 11, going down to minus 2 and periods of rain overnight. And Thursday, November 14th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of plus 4 degrees. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, and it is time to play some music.
That was Dak Karn with Beyond the Pixel, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And I found a thing. Yes, I have found a thing, and I'll share that thing with you in a segment that I like to call I Found a Thing. What is that thing? Bees! <laughs> um, anyway, in, I, I, will, I will give you some context here because I realize there's not much to go on. Um... Now, of course, B is, um, yeah, I've not really prepared this ahead of time, and I apologize for that, but, um, it turns out that there is this, this thing in the UK called the Bees Act of 1980, which allows... Uh, police to break into anyone's home if they think there are bees there. I'm sure there is a reason for this, and I really should have looked this up beforehand, but like I said, this has been a heck of a day, folks. So, cut me a little bit of slack at least. But here is the Bees Act of 1980. For the purpose of exercising any power conferred on him uh, by or under Section 1 of this Act, an authorized person may at any time enter any premises or other place or any vessel, boat, hovercraft, aircraft, or vehicle uh, of any other p- uh, description or uh, on in, uh, on or in which he has reasonable grounds for su- supposing that there are or have been any bees or other things subject to control under an order under that section. I would love to know where this comes from. Um, Let me see. There is a Wikipedia thing here. Um, This is really not specific about why the Bees Act exists. Um... Big long article here. Okay. In any case, it's a thing. I encourage you all to look it up. I really wish that I had ahead of time. But, um, yeah, I didn't have time to properly repair this. And I apologize. That's lacking quality for this show. But, um, what are you going to do? Let's get to some more music and then get to something that I'm a little more prepared for, at least marginally. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
That was Camelot with 9-Bit, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And that music means, of course, it is time for the Rapid Review Rampage. Yes, um, for anyone who's not familiar with this uh, with this feature, I uh, set myself a list of games, randomize them, and get two out of that list, and I can talk about either one of them for one minute. Um, among that list, there is also Cow, which means that I have to talk about the other thing. Um, in this uh, random review rampage, um, I'm celebrating the upcoming 25th anniversary of Megazoots, which I mentioned previously uh, in this episode. So yeah, it came out in 1994. The known release date for version 1.00G of Megazooks was December 11th, I want to say. I don't have it in front of me right now, so I can't say for sure. But uh, yeah, it's coming up. So I've taken mostly a bunch of games from the uh, gold collection in um, over on digitalmzx.net which is the homes, uh, homepage for uh, Megazooks and all Megazooks related things and um, yeah I'll go through them and see how much I can say in one minute and hopefully fill that entire minute with some of these because I haven't played them in a little while. Anyway, setting the clock. Um, let me just make sure of how much time I have. Okay, here we go. Oh boy, let's start with Blue Buckaroo. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, it is widely regarded to be one of the biggest trash fires in Megazook's history. It is just full of jokes that basically seem like inside references to you know that only the person who made this game and maybe a few of their friends might be able to follow in um, also the gameplay is completely flat you have to go through narrow passageways surrounded by lava wrong, one wrong step and you're dead um, it's interesting to play as an experiment, but if you're looking for gameplay, you might go want to go somewhere else. Uh, Megazooks Combat Trainer. That's an interesting game. That was made by the short-lived Megazooks, uh, company, I guess you could say, Arctic Fusion. Uh, companies were kind of a thing back in the Megazooks days, and they are kind of informally a thing now. But anyway, Megazoo's Combat Trainer is uh, known for having several different maps. Um, you have to kill a certain number of built-in enemies. Um, and usually built-in enemies aren't really a thing to brag about in uh, this sort of game, but somehow for the time that it came out, Megazoo's Combat Trainer kind of made it interesting at least. Um, there's lots of different power-ups, there's several different maps, there's achievements, I think, if I remember correctly, 
there's a fair amount in this game for how little there is in this game, so I think it was kind of worth checking out. Um, Caverns of Zooks. Uh, Caverns of Zooks is pretty much the first Megazooks game. It is the packing game that comes with Megazooks. Um, it is... Um, mostly a pretty bog standard game it does have some character editing it does have you know it does show off the basic features of megazooks that were available at the time um it misspells guards as gourds um because that's what alexis jensen does but um you know it it wasn't great and the music was a little bit grating to some people and it was widely overused in other people's games which was kind of frowned upon uh but you know it's a standard game and it still kind of holds up in its own way today lexicon let's go with lexicon lexicon is an interesting game it is a word puzzle game and that's not easy to do in megazooks um it's sort of a cross uh, crossword type of thing but you fill in your own words. Uh, you can put any word that is in the game's vocabulary in any space, any row, any column. The entire goal is just to fill in the entire board. And getting to the later levels, that is not an easy thing to do. So it, it's a very interesting I would say fascinating idea for a word puzzle game that honestly I've never really seen before. Every time you have to fill in words in a grid, you are always given the words. And this one, free reign. Um, let's go Adlo. Adlo is a um, platformer game. It was actually widely regarded to be a very, you know, elaborate and full platformer game. Uh, I would argue that it probably, like, if you're going for 100% in this game, it's probably about the size of a game that you would see, like, on the Super Nintendo or something. Uh, well, depending on how big that you're, that you're considering anyway. I also haven't played this game in a little while, so it's not fresh in my memory. But, um, it does have a little bit of foul objectionable language so do watch out for that if you decide to play this game but there is a lot of gameplay it it's a really interesting game to uh, to try out um you know give it a look if you're interested in platformers uh let's go with forester so forester is a game that was made by inmate so uh a pretty decent staple of the um, Megazooks um, compendium, I guess you could say, back in the day. And this game really has a style that looks to imitate, you know, earlier systems such as ZZT and Super ZZT. Like the um, the interface is very Super ZZT, but it doesn't have the double wide graphics because. Um, that's not really super easy to pull off. Uh, in this game, you're looking for your daughter. It's, it's very, it's very cerebral game in, in its story. 
if you're interested in stories with depth, then I would recommend checking out Forrester. Uh, let's go with XXY. So XXY is a game by Alagisus. Um, I haven't played this a whole lot, but I do remember it having uh, an interesting transformation type of thing going on. So you would gather the DNA of a living creature, kind of, kind of anamorphs-ish in that sense. But uh, then you would be able to transform. You can transform, you know, back and forth through whatever uh, forms that you have to solve the various puzzles. Um, I've never gotten to the end of this game, to be honest, but um, it is. It, it is pretty interesting. It's one that I kind of actually do want to go back to and, you know, give it a proper try and try to actually get to the end. Last one is going to be, um, oddly enough, Town of ZZT. Uh, Town of ZZT is a Mexix game, but it was originally a ZZT game, obviously. Uh, this was created by uh, Chris Osick, so Gemini 000, uh, current host of Ancient Dolls Games and Shovelware Diggers. Um, and with the permission of Tim Sweeney, he converted Town of ZZT into a Megazoo game, which kind of had been done previously, but this one was meant to be as accurate as possible to the original. And I think it does a pretty good job. There is no such thing as a centipede in Megazooks. Uh, so that had to be coded in. Uh, there's a couple of other things that had to be coded in as well. And I think considering that a lot of this stuff is not built in, this was a very good, a very good job done here. So, yeah. And that is going to be it for the Rapid Review Rampage for today. It is time for some music and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Alivax. We'll 
And that was Mistalod with Slice Pulls, and that will bring us to the end of the show. Um, once again, there's plenty of stuff to do this weekend. There's Frag for Cancer right here at the Dell Sub 6136, uh, University Avenue, corner of U- University in the Marchant. Uh, several buses come right here. It's for a good cause for fi- for the fight against cancer. Desert Bus for Hope is going on starting today, going for a whole week probably. Um, they're they're doing it for Child's Play. Super fun event. That's on Twitch, twitch.tv slash desertbus. Both are going to be big time fun events. So check out both. Check out at least one of them. It's going to be a good time. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. And so it is time for credits. Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Segment music composed by myself, Manama Namiki, Noriki Kimikura, Twilight of Defect, Pink Projects, Zendax, and Commissar. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU, followed by The Witching Hour at 7pm, and the newcomer to the lineup, Press Start to Continue, very similar show to mine, well, kind of similar show to mine, that's at 8.30. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim, S-Y-M. You can also call the CKDU feedback line at 902-494-8041. There's also a podcast version of this show. It's available on mobilesgaming.net slash squaresim or just search for Square Wave Symphony. Square Wave is one word. On Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio, or wherever you find your podcasts. Not Spotify, but lots of other places. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolio if you don't know. And I'll see you guys next time.